2: Hello. Hello. Welcome. Good morning. Hope you guys are having a beautiful day or night, whatever time you're listening to this episode. We have a very special guest on today. It is my little Lee. Hello. We've got Lee, Lou, and Sue in the house today. <laughs> now, normally there would be like a Ooh, yes. but she ooh. is the only Lee. exception, the enigma to the rule. What is the exception to the rule? The, the enigma. enigma to the rule. <laughs> <laughs> we just like. Why did I not? Why was it Lee? Oh, well, because Eilish. Because and, lo- then- and Lou is already taken. And yeah, remember? Lou I hated it, and uh, we wouldn't give you it. Ooh, Ooh, because her name is Eilish. This is Eilish Sylvester so, Hello. is with us today, but. Lily, I was just like Lily, and you hated me so much and I was like I'm going to make this stick I wanted to do it stick and now I call myself Lee. it has stuck can you we just Lee. say
1: Eilish Sylvester is such an iconic name that is so cool truly Sylvester thank Syl- you
0: Tracy L- it's Eilish
1: Kate Sylvester as well oh a C. my god ACS oh right sounds like a ligament <laughs> anyway
2: <laughs> ACL it's actually a part of my leg <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> um, today we're gonna to be talking about some really important topics that I think every girl probably goes through once in her life, and that is body image. And we felt like there was no better person to get on to I guess share her story and touch on this topic than Eilish because. She's had a journey, and journey. I've only known you for I don't know, maybe almost a six, year, almost, almost a year, year? Yeah. and you are incredibly strong, and you would never even know that you have, you know, that you've gone through mm. history. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess before we get into it,
2: I also think why it was you were the perfect person to get on is because you so candidly and openly and vulnerably <clears throat> post your journey online, and yeah. you're not afraid to tell people about your story and what you've been through. And, you know, there's been a lot of surgeries involved. And I think you're really breaking the stigma around one weight loss surgery and also just around what it is to be, I guess, deemed overweight in society and having grown up with, you know, these these different things that you've been through Um, and to still be someone in my life that I look at as so strong so just fearless and that's gonna make me cry no but you haven't let you know a lot of the adversities that you've faced tear you down you've actually just used it as your energy and power to move forward and you have a very successful company Mm -hmm. you have how many staff members now a few a few she's not one to brag but (laughs) a few times you know 23 and absolutely killing it 24 dolls oh my god she's old you're getting on (laughs) but it's only been 24 for two months i (laughs) mean (laughs) <laughs> to, you know, have taken all of that and turned your life into something incredible and amazing is, you know, what we like inspiring. To, it's inspiring. So, yes. Do you want to share with us your mantra or a quote that you live by? Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. So my, I thought about this, thought about it because I've got a few. You both know I've got a yeah. few. But the one, and I haven't told either of you this one. It's my new one. The person you're meant to be is already within you. Mm. Oh, I love that. Please elaborate. okay so i I think it's just more in terms of you know that person that you know we all have that idea of exactly who we're meant to be that person's already 100 with Mm. us within us we just need to do the groundwork Mm. to get there so it's so cool to think that we're sitting here today and the person that we're meant to be in say 5 10 15 years time that we're already them Mm -hmm. we're just growing into them and i think Mm. that that's really cool in terms of just I think maybe more in terms of the journey that I've been on in looking at, okay, that person that I used to be is still very much within me and the person that I'm growing to be mm. is already within me too. Mm. And just looking at all these phases of life that we go through, like nothing's permanent. The You you have 100% ability to be anybody you want to be and that person's already within you. Mm. You just have to put the groundwork to get there.
2: Yeah. You have the potential to become anything you want. Literally. Your dreams are completely possible. Yeah, I love that. I
1: feel like as well, like we have this
0: idea of who we want to like look like as well. And I feel like at the end of the day, you need to know that you need to love and accept yourself for who you are and you can work towards a better self physically, mentally, Mm. spiritually, but that you're never going to not be
1: you. Correct. Yeah. So, And even all those versions that you have of yourself don't discredit them, Yeah, you know, because every version of yourself that exists has shaped you to be the person that you are today Mm. and never forget those versions of yourself because even for me, I look back at before I, you know, I mean, we'll get into it before I lost all my weight and everything like that. You know, that girl is still very much within me. I'll never be her again Mm. but she's still very much within me and she shaped me to be the compassionate, empathetic, Mm. kind human being that I am today and I'll be forever
2: grateful to her for that. Mm. 100%. Beautiful. So I guess we should start with like how we know each other. Oh, dolls. Because it's a quite a funny backstory, really. Is it funny or is it weird? It's a little bit <laughs> traumatic, I Correct. would say. Because yep. we... Had to go to therapy after that. Have, like, are we talking about acting class? Are we talking about just living in Brisbane? Uh, both. Both. <laughs> yeah. So both. Eilish and I are both from Brisbane and we went to, like, all-girls all, all all girls private girls. schools, which... We all know ah.
1: if you've been to an all-girls all private school, you you know. Especially what we're one in about. Brisbane. I feel like trigger warning. If yeah. you went to a private school Actually, in so Brisbane, sorry. I do
2: just want to say that this whole episode might be. Uh, I want to put a trigger warning in yeah. place because we're talking about you know, quite a lot of he- heavier stuff. And if you are triggered by anything to do with eating or eating disorders, um, just don't listen to this one because we're going to really delve into it. But so we yeah, both grew up in Brisbane and went to private schools and they were very savage. And we both share a history of growing up in our teen years being really overweight. Yeah. And I guess you were the first person genuinely in my life that I could sit down with and sh- share how I felt having now lost weight and being in my career and not many people knowing my backstory and us sitting there being like, I've experienced that. Mm. I felt that. I have to still live with this. And I guess no one really understands the long-term mental effects that any, you know, eating disorder or body dysmorphia has. So yeah, Brisbane. Yeah. we we we
1: did that acting course together. That was kind of how we like linked completely. (laughs) And um, truly not something I ever want to do again.
2: Um, yeah. But It was a funny, it was like a whole year-long acting it course. It was this
1: year-long <laughs> acting course and it was like, you know, just imagine a warehouse that you yeah. just like go into. There was like a plastic IKEA chair in yeah. the corner. Um, the carpet needed changing badly. Um, like, it smelt. And it everyone smelt. was a little bit weird. And everyone was just a little left of centre, including us, because we were overweight. And, so. we, <laughs> and we
2: spent every Sunday of, pretty, of the whole year together doing we acting. Did. Scenes. We
1: did. And then Kart, we both went our separate ways and we grew up and we, you know, I think this so it was 2014 that, that that we did that course. So if I think about that, that's you know, eight years ago. Oh my
2: god. It's a really long
1: time ago. So we went away, we did our thing, and at the end of twenty twenty, you reached out. Mm. Um I think you maybe saw one of my Instagram posts or something like that. Yeah. And Cause you were openly me.
2: talking about And and
1: that was when I'd first so that was when I first kind of revealed to everyone the journey that I'd been on for mm. the year or so prior and you reached out to me and we had a chat about a few things including surgery mm-hmm. and because I had plastic surgery coming up and we just chatted anyway I remember just catching up with you via FaceTime because you were living in Sydney
2: did we FaceTime yeah we did oh my yeah, god we had a little FaceTime that's date. really cute I forgot that and
1: then um Yeah, we just kind of went from there and I think it was the first time even for me meeting somebody that was successful in their career Mm -hmm. but that also had the backstory similar to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it's it comes down to that whole thing around you really truly don't know what anybody's gone through Mm -hmm. Um, because like you said at the beginning, Asho, you look at me, you look at Cart, you look at so many people and you're like I –
2: You'd never guess mm. the stuff. Okay, literally, not you making my eyes well up. You don't, but it's true. You wow, at- this is the most, I think, emotional recording. I'm going to get, yeah. I like, think it's
1: because it's such a big thing, mm. Kat. You know, you and I have been through probably, like we talked about last night, like I'm probably one of your only people in your circle. <laughs> I the, am the, welling. Like I see you. you yeah, know what I, I, mean? think and I think it's your it's
2: story, like not not I'm not even fucking into it yet. I know. But I think because I don't talk about mine and I watch you so like fearlessly talk about yours and I'm still not at it. It's not
1: easy. I I
2: won't be able to probably talk about my journey with it for years.
1: Do you know why I made the decision to talk about it? Because I needed to because Mm. I was so in my head about it and I just knew that if I didn't, if I didn't break down this stigma totally. that there will be use 10,000 times over totally. who, you know, they've lost weight, they've gained weight, whatever, that are just so uncomfortable with who they are. And mm. I'm like, yeah, it's uncomfortable and it's scary for me. And I still, am still so critical about yeah. myself, but I also know that, you know, if I can help one person by sharing what I've oh, been doll, through, you help
2: me every day. So, every
1: day <laughs> that you exist on this kiddie, earth. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a journey. It mm. has been a journey, but I'm I'm grateful to have people like you guys in my life, and even Ashley like I know that you've not necessarily experienced what Cart and I have experienced, but. You are such a brilliant friend in terms of you just see both of us. Mm. You don't, you can't, you can never walk in our shoes. Like you've no. never walked in our shoes, but your ability to make both Cart and I feel seen—we talked about this last yeah. night—is just insane. Yeah, <clears throat> because you, you don't get it, but you get it.
2: You know, you try your best to get and it. Yeah, and that's is, all and someone Car- can Car- do.
1: And I, legit, Cart and I talked this morning. Every woman at that walks point. this earth at some point wakes up in the morning, looks in the mirror and goes, I actually don't like what I look like because of societal pressure. Uh Mm. And that, like if I can change one person's opinion of themselves where they wake up every morning and they go, this is who I am and I'm just going to run with it, then I'll be happy. Like Mm. I'll die a happy woman.
2: Yeah. So uh, I guess in saying
1: all of this, Mm. should we get into your story? Sure. Give us that from the beginning. I feel like I haven't even heard this. Haven't you? I don't think so. Um, so I was always a chubby kid. Um, my parents are both very athletic human beings. Um, but we are predispositioned in my family to be a little chunky. <laughs> uh, which is so fine, by the way. Like a little chunk never hurt anybody. Um, but as a result, because of the way that we view women and girls in society, we just, I just never fit in. I was always the, I was always the fat girl. Mm. You know, it was, you can look at like photos of me in school and i stand out like a sore thumb bless, bless her. i remember
2: these i remember bless her. i've
1: shown you all of them and look i was so like i was always the life of the party like main character energy from day one like like you'd walk into a room and I was the first person uh-huh. that you'd see and it's not changed like truly not changed still the first person you see <laughs>
2: You really are. first person you
1: see and here I was yeah. gonna say yeah, are yeah, the exactly right. hear same. me before you see yeah. me yeah 100 <laughs> um so you know so I you know I really ran with that fat funny girl mentality the fat funny friend that was me <laughs> Still hilarious, by the way. Like truly not lost that. I hope um, you never do. Never. You never, well never, never will, doll. Never will, doll. Not in a life like this. Um, so you know, roll with that. But you know, for me, my weight continued to get bigger as the bullying got worse. So it wasn't a case of um you know, I think it was definitely, it it was an eating disorder. It was, it was binge eating disorder. And every time someone would say something horrible to me about my weight, it would just have a really toxic cycle of Mm. I'd eat and I'd eat and Mm. I'd eat. And then they'd say something more and I'd eat and I'd eat and I'd eat. Mm. And you know, I think it, it, now that I've lost weight, I look at it. And it's really horrible because when you look at eating disorders in general, when it's the other end of the spectrum and someone's not eating or they're underweight, we rally around them and we love them and we protect Mm. them and we Mm. put them in hospital and we give them all the resources. But then when someone's overweight, we go, stop eating. Mm. Go to the gym. You're looking really fat. You're looking looking really gross. Your skin's looking bad. Like Like, Would we say that to someone who's Got bulimia or anorexia that's presentingly quite small, we probably wouldn't. Mm. You know, we, yes, I understand and absolutely acknowledge that we still as a society have a long way to go when it comes to how we treat people with eating disorders on both ends mm. of the spectrum. I 100% acknowledge that. But do I think we have a further way to go when it comes to how we treat fat people? Mm. 100%. Mm. The other thing you need to remember is that if you're overweight, there's nothing wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you need to change. Mm. You're, you're perfect. That's literally how your body's supposed to be. If as long as you are happy and and being healthy and healthy. And and the Mm. other thing is, is like health has nothing to do with your size. Mm-hmm. Like I am still a comfortable size 14, 16 in And some you are things.
2: like one of yeah, like you're a fitness queen,
1: like And I train yeah, 6 days a week. Boxing, yeah. You know, boxing, mm-hmm. lift weight weightlifting like I deadlift 100 kilos. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just you about seven times over, young lady. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like so it's it's got nothing to do with um you know, your size has nothing to do with mm. your health. And we we need to stop making those assumptions because mm. it's really damaging to young kids, making them think that if they're not a size X, Y, and Z, that they're not mm. healthy because it's not the case at all mm-hmm. because I can and guarantee And that you're not you, lovable. Yeah. yeah. It makes
2: people feel like you are not lovable. Worthy. And this is where the issue gets worse. Yeah. And I think that on that, with the, with the eating, everything is <clears throat> with being overweight you can't look at someone who is struggling with their weight and and go god why would they why are they like that do you think that they like want to be in that place that they're in like you, you people look at people that are overweight i don't want to say fat people people that are struggling with but their fat's weight fat's not a bad word no, but you know but and we use
1: it as such a horrible thing so term. negative mm.
2: but instead of being like what like they're obviously suffering with an emotional imbalance or an emotional torment because when I was overweight and same you're saying with the bullying this is all emotional like when I was overweight that was when my parents were in a terrible toxic relationship so what did I do for comfort I had nothing else my comfort was food it's like how people have their vices and if you're not properly supported and loved and held you just turn to that one thing that's always there for you. That's your safety place. Yeah.
1: And I will say um, to give my mom and dad full credit, my mom and dad are my best friends still to this day. They are the most, I said this to you last Mm. night crying on the couch. (laughs) They are the most important people in my world and they loved me and they held me from, from overweight to everything that I've been through. It's just that and they never made me feel any less than mm. everything that I was. It was just that these kids in mm. school just tormented me. Mm. Like I remember when I was in year eight, I was walking down the stairs at school and a girl that was a year older than me turned to me and said, move your ass, you're taking, too, taking up <gasps> too much space. Oh, my God. And like even like –
2: just the audacity of, like, young teenagers I just like to just, to just mean. say words with no thought and you, like, that That stuff lives with you Forever. throughout your entire life, you know. So now I am
1: so conscious of the space that I take up Aww. because I just, you know, it's like – and I, I have never, ever, like, even with you guys with your careers and, like, people commenting nasty stuff online, I just – what – what possesses somebody to say something so horrible mm. to a stranger? Keep in mind, I'd probably spoken about two words to this girl in my yeah. entire life. Especially, it wasn't like she was like you know someone that I knew or that knew anything about me. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking down the stairs in year eight as what like a 13 year old, and she tells me I'm taking up too much space. Like the 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 mess that that made in my head for years yeah. and still, still does. Yeah, even subconsciously, oh, I, 100%. I'm concerned. Like if I'm in a cafe, I like. Make myself, myself as small as I can. Yeah. I spent my entire life sucking my stomach in yeah. so that I'm like as as teensy and tiny as possible
2: mm.
1: because of that one comment. Mm. So after high school I went and travelled, did a little, little gap three years, <laughs> loved my life, ate all the food possible, like truly. She lived. She lived. She she ate the croissant. She ate the pasta. Why don't you have a food blog? Uh because I was a former fat kid and that's triggering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do not encourage. Maybe I'll do a close friend's food blog.
0: I I'm just like-, like three years of traveling and eating all the yummy food, you'd know what's good.
1: Oh, I do. You could be a service. Do you know how I know what's good, Asher Because I got to 200 kilos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but do you know what? Getting to that two hundred kilos, the happiest time of my life. <laughs> Let that be a message. She truly <laughs> ate the food. She ate the cake. She oh, ate the pasta. Oh do you know the, Oh, all the oh, The oh. pan of raisin.
2: The pan, <laughs> pan of raisin. Pan like, or raisin? Just butchering it. Um,
1: so I travelled for those three years. Really, like lived my life. It was incredible. I lived in London. I lived in Edinburgh, and I lived in New York City. Like, lived the dream at, like, 18, 19, 20 yeah. I think I was. Like, fearless, truly. I was like,
2: bye. Because this is the thing. When you've been through that much bullying, and this doesn't even have to apply to being overweight, mm. this could be anything. When I people wanted to get out. tear you down, it either can send you off the deep end or it gives you this fuel to be like, honestly, gonna... fuck you guys. Yeah. Big fat, fuck you. Yeah. Fingers up. There was nothing. <laughs> and you go out with the, with the fucking the bang. Oh, no, 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 with a, with a trail of <laughs> smoke and fire onto the plane and you say, burn in hell, Brisbane City. Like that's literally the feeling. I, I mean, I had to go back. So I can't <laughs> I Yeah, I left for there. good. I left Take for it good. easy.
1: I left <laughs> for good and was like, see ya. Um, So it did that travelling, loved it. I really, I wanted to escape. I needed to get away. I needed to meet people that, you know, didn't know anything about me. And mm. it's so funny because – I traveled the world for three years and in that three years, as I said, I did gain a lot of weight. I think I gained about 80 kilos in three years. Um, Probably more if I'm being really honest with you. Um, But I had the best time of my life and no one made me feel like my body wasn't good enough.
0: Yeah. Mm. Honestly, I feel like Australia and like very very westernized countries are just – The culture here is a lot worse in terms of like societal pressures. I feel like you can go to like somewhere in Europe and you can just – Do you know what
1: it is genuinely? It's because we spend – because it's so hot here, we spend half the time walking around in in a bikini. bikini. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. literally – that's what I feel like it is. It's because we spend so much time without clothes on that we're so critical of people's bodies because we've been taught that you cannot wear a bikini unless you're like – but also Australia, the UK, and um, the states are
0: like the three places that soak up a lot of like the most reality TV. Like, Correct. there's yeah. studies been done. They yeah. we love like reality TV and all the tr- tr- do. trash TV, mm. and I feel like that plays a big
2: role in. Mm. Also, you know? fast food is so accessible and cheap here in places mm. like America and all of that, you know. Yeah, like Italy so. does
1: not have like – you do, You can't find a McDonald's in Positano. Uh, well, you know what's so funny? I was saying to my mum the other night, right, and this is like a whole different conversation in itself, but I think it's an important point to make. You can go to McDonald's and get a meal for your family. Like I'm talking like four people for like $20. You do a grocery shop for a meal to cook Mm. and it's $90. I know if I'm struggling, like if if a family was struggling, I know it's not great, but at least they're putting food on the table. So it's like, what can we do as a society to give healthier? Mm. Not that McDonald's isn't healthy. I think that all food is good food in moderation. Like you can, like, as long as you're, you know, eating, eating, you know, just don't binge. And that's where the problem comes is, is we have this negative relationship of good and bad food. Mm. I don't say any food's bad anymore. No food's bad. There is no such thing as bad food as long as you're having it in moderation. Yeah. I still I still have a little chippy every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> a little donut, a little croissant. DC. Croissant, we look, have oh, I love a good Diet Coke. We
2: <laughs> we always have a little no gluten-free yeah. um, because donut but together. But the thing is,
1: is it's, it's, there's no bad food. It's just having that education around, a okay. A healthy mindset. Yeah. Mm. And, and I didn't get that because it wasn't taught to us. A lot of people still don't
0: realize that, your mentality around food is the first thing you need to f- – well, no, I'm not going to talk in as if I'm a professional, but I think your mental state around food is just as important as your physical state.
1: 90% of people that want to start losing weight or changing their body, it starts with your diet. Yeah. Mm. My nutritionist says to me all the time, she says, you could stop going to the gym tomorrow and we would still be able to make changes to your body composition 100%. purely through food. Mm. 100%. And nobody realizes that. Every, that's what I mean when it comes back to people that are overweight, they're like, go to the gym. I'm like, actually it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. It has nothing it's to like, do with that's how like my one body. Of many. Oh, yeah. like one percent of a hundred percent
2: of the problem. The movement is mainly the most helpful for your mind to just you know, give you serotonin. I feel and crazy if I don't, if I don't move my body. Out. Me this
1: morning yeah. got up and just went for a 20-minute walk just to start my. My day yeah i knew i had a really busy day ahead of me but i was like no get up 20 minutes earlier put your leggings on and just go for a walk i yeah. don't care how put cold the lulus is.
2: on doll get them
1: on i've actually put the new balances on this oh. morning doll. the ones you gave me Oh, Look that. You um, so I came home from came home from the uk came home from traveling and i was like okay Mum and dad were looking at me different and this is not uh a negative thing it was just i could feel it in them they're like maybe we need to go see the doctor and i was like why
2: You're like, I'm good, boo. I'm good. I I
1: am out here living with this life. Do you know what it was for me? It was the fact that I came home and, like, my size 18 clothes that I wore when I was leaving weren't fitting me. Yeah. that's And I was like, maybe have a problem here. Yeah. They shrunk. Uh, (laughs) Mom, why'd you put everything in the dryer? (laughs) Tracy. Tracy. Uh, Tracy. Tracy. Um, So I went to the GP, stepped on the scales for the first time since – so this was 2019, stepped on the scales for the first time since 2015, and I was 204 kilos. Wow. So that was that was my shit moment. That was for me. I was like, okay, there's a problem here. And this isn't a problem that I'm going to be so, be able to solve by going for a walk every day. Yeah, and it was a real. It was a um, embedded negative attitude with my body, mm. with moving my body, and the food that I fueled my body with. Yep. that was like the three factors. Yeah. So I, my GP, wanted to refer me to a bariatric surgeon, and they are the surgeons that perform weight loss surgery. Um, weight loss surgery is something that you don't make a decision to go into lightly because it does um, require major surgery um, and it also requires removing almost 90% of your stomach. So you there's two options. There's a gastric sleeve or there's a Ruin y gastric bypass. Is this the lap band thing? Very similar. They don't do a lap. They don't do lap bands anymore because oh. it's putting a foreign body into your body, and mm. it, there's a lot of rejections from it. Yeah. Your tummy over time it starts that um tummy acid started to erode the bands, oh. and people were having a lot of complications from them. Yeah. So they've come up with like new, throwing up. Yeah, like reflux my, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Someone in my family had had
1: it done and yeah, they would have very, you can get very unwell from it. it. Very. It's funny slowly. though there's still people that have it and have no issues with it. Right. So yeah, um the sleeve dependent. is where they remove they they remove 90% of your stomach so they just cut it out and get rid of it. I had a ruined y gastric bypass which is where they connect your they change the internal makeup of how your digestive system works so that they create a small pouch. That connects your small intestine to your esophagus, your food pipe, Um, and it's just this tiny little pouch. It probably only holds about 500 mils of liquid at any one time, so it's quite small considering our normal tummies hold two to three liters of whatever it is that you're putting in your belly. So the connectors, the two pipes, connect like that, Um, and what your stomach was still sits in there. There's a lot less um, these days. They're doing a lot of studies. There's a lot less complications with a bypass because. Um, your stomach's still sitting in there. So your body doesn't freak out like where is this stomach on? Mm. Your body still thinks it's working as normal. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had that in October of 2019. From that I spent the first year, I didn't tell anybody. I told very, very close friends um, and I've lost in that period of time 120 kilos. So I'm sitting at about anywhere between like 75 and 80 kilos now. I stopped weighing myself about six months ago because it was just not very good for my head. Yeah. I got a little bit obsessy over it, mm. um, which isn't healthy. So I made the decision with the support of my nutritionist and my mum and dad to remove the scales from the house, mm. um, which was a really powerful move to do, as you know, when you are <laughs> losing weight, just that constant validation of the mm. scales going down. I now look at things, how my body moves. Mm. Um, I now look at how I feel and mm. I also look at measurements because that's more of a true indicator of, yeah. of you know um so lost 120 kilos um went from a size like 26 to 28 to like a 12 14 mm. um, which is a huge drop mm-hmm. um and my body still think like when I look at my body in the mirror I still look at myself as a 26 28 mm-hmm. size girl I said to cart last night I walked into a store the other day and I picked up a size 20 shirt and bought it because mm. I'd forgotten oh
0: my god mm.
1: um Nobody talks about when you drop even a small amount of weight Mm. but even worse, so when you drop a significant amount of weight, how long it takes your brain to catch up with what you look like.
0: Mm.
1: Um, So that's been my biggest hurdle is looking at Mm. the fact that I've dropped all this weight but I still feel like that girl. And again, Mm. as I said at the start, there's nothing wrong with her but I've made – such moves to remove myself from her. And I still feel like that. Mm -hmm. I, um, then had in 2021 to fast forward a few years, I had, um, a lower body lift and brachioplasty to remove the excess skin that had obviously accumulated from massive weight loss on my lower body and my arms. Um, my amazing surgeon. We love him Dr. we love Peters. him cardi went to the same surgeon i went to I had a little um booby lifty oh, love this, him. this is what
2: we no one understands when you lose a significant amount of weight you are left with constant reminders every single day of what you once were before and it you're you're different now yeah. and yeah so for me i had like my so much loose skin i used to have the biggest titties in the world and then i lost all this weight and are gone so yeah that's how we reconnected was Mm -hmm. i was asking you about your surgeon and yeah we do we love him we love him
1: um so he removed 10 kilos of excess skin from my lower body um, and about 500 grams from my arms wow um didn't change the scales though, don't you worry. I checked that out. <laughs> what? How? Oh, just because it's, it's a bodily thing rather than like it's a – when you weigh yourself, you're weighing like your fat rather than the actual skin. Do you know what I mean? Like your skin is an organ, so it's not going to necessarily add up to what you see reflected on the scales. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Crazy. Wow. Um. So that happened in May 2021. Um, and so I've spent the better part of 12 months pretty much recovering from that. Um, You know, kind of what you said before, Kat, I'll elaborate on in terms of when – before I had my excess skin removed, I had this reminder every day that I woke up with this excess skin and now I have a huge scar Mm. that's going to have to be there for the rest of my life. And it's not normal
2: Mm. and
1: it sucks and it's hard and I hate that I just couldn't be normal. I hate Mm. that I didn't – I hate that my – I just hate that I didn't get to just have a normal – Childhood, mm. a normal part of early part of my twenties, because my makeup was just different. Mm. And I think the hardest part for me is that, based on decisions that I made when I was young and uneducated about food and about life and about everything, I will live with scars on my body for the rest of my life for that. Mm. And I don't regret it. Like I, I'm so much more confident now, and I feel amazing, and I put clothes on, and I love myself. But I would be lying if I sat here and said that it wasn't the first thing I looked at when mm. I woke up in the morning mm. because I just see that and I go, okay, that was a thing.
2: Yeah, and this is what I've been through. And, and also it's, through. It's, it's, it's like it's something that you could probably come to accept, but it's the fact that it's so different in society. They don't get to see someone – that has open, like, not open wounds, but scars openly shown. <laughs> I was about to say open wounds. No, but Scars openly showing that mm. you just kind of live with that thing of, like, what's what are other you people thinking? You should see thinking? me when people,
1: like, I had a boy. Like, he was being so nice to me. He complimented me. that He's like, you are so confident bearing your scars like that, me being who I am. I'm like, why does I have to be confident? Why can't I just live with my body? Yeah. <laughs> like, but I get really defensive over it because mm. it's like, because we're so, you know, we're tuned as a society to see that anything that's not normal why are we showing off yeah mm-hmm. you know there's a beautiful um modeling agency on the gold coast called everybody, everybody. yeah we have and some she Everybody. Is, yeah and like incredible nikki has done an, a phenomenal job at just normalizing shit mm. like normalizing the fact that people have scars normalizing the fact that people are a size 26 mm. normalizing the fact that people have lipodema. like mm. why is it that these why do we have to fit into this cookie cutter mold that's society's created for us when as society we have every power to change that and we just don't and Mm. it is the bane of my existence because I just wish that we could just walk down the street and we look at someone's smile Mm. or we look at the way that someone's eyes light up when their loved person walks in the room. You know, that's what I notice about people Mm. now. I look at the way that your eyes light up when you see Wolfie. Like I look at that stuff. I don't look at what you wear. I don't look at how your makeup's done. I just wish that as a society, we moved on from what those scales said.
2: Everyone's trying so hard to fit in. That's the issue. You know, everyone's trying so hard to find their, where do I belong? Where do I belong? But really it's like it's it, everyone's looking for these external validations now and no yeah. one's really going enough within themselves to think, how can I just be enough for myself? Yeah. And there's
0: a place in the world for everyone. Yeah, like, There doesn't have to be, there shouldn't have to be like, oh, I'm not going to be successful unless I look this way or I'm not going to be loved if I'm, if I unless I look this way. Well, so. you look at
1: it from a, you know, I uploaded my first TikTok in March last year before my first skin removal surgery and I found such a beautiful community Mm. of women and men who see me Mm. and go, girlfriend, I've been there, Mm. you know, and – that's because I just I made the decision to document my journey from losing weight and getting plastic surgery and I post so much other stuff on there now Mm. that I don't think I would have ever had the confidence to do if I hadn't just started yeah you know and I think that's the biggest advice I give to anybody who just doesn't really know where they fit in the world yeah just start somewhere Yeah. yeah because truly everyone belongs somewhere everyone has like a little community just waiting
2: mm. to love on them. And even if it's not somewhere, it's it's someone or someone some people or that people. just connect with your story. And that's why I think – I always talk about the power of vulnerability and why it's like sharing something that's so scary, scary. Being terrifying,
1: like even just doing this, you knew you both knew how nervous I was mm, because yeah. it goes from me just talking absolute shit on TikTok to, to actually, you know, sitting down and crying. We had a pre-cry last night we on had the couch. A good we had the best cry last <laughs> oh, I night. I feel like I missed out. No, do you know what, Dolls? You didn't need to be there. Yeah. We had Wolfie. Okay, we had Wolfie. True, you yeah. had a bit of me. He had. A, we had a bit of you, Dolls. Um, you know it's It's scary, but I think one of the most beautiful things in the world is vulnerability mm. and empathy and compassion and mm. kindness. I've always said there's two things I've always said if we all if everyone started with a little bit more kindness when they approached the situation, the mm. world would be so much more beautiful. Mm. And if you can leave somebody better than what you found them happier feeling great about themselves. Then you have done your job in this world yeah. to make someone else feel incredible. And can you imagine how much of a happier we were, happier world we would have mm. if we all just were a little bit kinder? Yeah, agreed. Do you know here what I mean? here. You're just here a
0: here. whole book of positive affirmations? I La feel dear, so good. Tr- do you feel good? See, I that's feel the, good. but that's the thing.
1: That's what I want. I, I want people to connect with me, and I want people to to look at me and go. I really like. I want people to walk away and go. Fuck, I feel really good. Mm. You know
0: what I love. I feel like the impact you're going to leave on people is changing their perspective for the better. And I think that no one talks about these topics and conversations and you're not attacking anyone. You're not putting anyone else down to make yourself or anyone anything that you've gone through better. Mm. You're literally just – you're being the change. You're being the kindness. Mm. You're being the empathy. You're being the compassion. And I think that's the most powerful way to enforce change in this world. Yeah, and Mm. I think,
1: you know – there's there's not it's not talked about enough it's not talked about the stigma of now that I've lost weight people see me mm. it's not talked about no. the fact that now that I've lost weight a boy wants to go on a date with me mm. like that's not talked about it's not talked about the fact that I'll be on a dating app and I swipe on someone that 10 years ago was horrible to me in high mm. school and now all of a sudden mm. wants to take me on a date or sleep with me even And I'm like suck it's. It's. Do you not remember jarring. calling me a whale? Yeah. Like sir. Yeah. I'm legit. That word whale. So triggering.
2: Don't. Beached whale. <gasps> don't. I hate no, it. Don't. It was horrible. Do you know that I like and you like even still hearing this is crazy? Tell me. Hearing the word bikini, <laughs> me panic. Do you know pa- what I pack think your of? bikinis? Do you know what I think? Me of? in a bikini? What? Still no. Ready? I think of the tankini that
1: you should try and wear. <laughs> Because I was <laughs> like, What's it's a tankini. Oh, oh the, 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 with the, tan-kini. the little triangles and it comes down to there. No, what no, no, it? even worse. What is it? It's like a two-piece that should just be a one-piece. Oh. oh,
2: yeah, that's what I mean. It, it's it's there and, and you yeah, know. You can show a little bit of belly. Yeah. But not enough to th- make people see that you're fat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So triggering, I get it. Mm. Um, yeah,
2: no, there's, there's just so many things. And this was last night us like talking on the couch. And I also think if you're going through – these body image struggles or with food, like genuinely reaching out even like, so Eilish and I hadn't spoken in years and years and years, but I yeah. knew that she'd been through this thing and connecting with someone that does have a shared experience can be really helpful as long as it's in a positive way, not you're egging Absolutely. each other on in a negative Absolutely. way. And like, you've been someone in my life that's highlighted my still issues that i have we
1: still i still i will still call cart out and i'll be like no that's really negative toxic because it's that whole thing about good and bad food you yeah before you met me and before we spent so much time together i know you still used to use that word like that's a naughty food you haven't used it in a very long time i'm really
2: proud of you for that i'm learning with mine because you know my thing is like i've never experienced binge eating i more than anything experience a lot of uh suppression and like I torment myself about food Yeah, and you, it's something a I'm a restrictor yeah. and like for me it's like what you said I still look at myself like I'm that person because yeah. I labeled that as unlovable so yeah. it's like what you still see and you're striving for this thing but having I think someone and a support whether it's a psychologist or someone that can help rewire the way that you mm, yeah. view food, you speak to yourself is what my path is mm-hmm. now is literally my self talk.
1: Self talk is so self talk is so underrated. The way that you speak about, about yourself, yourself is insane in the way that it affects up in here yeah. and nobody talks about it nobody no, talks about how nasty you can be to yourself forget everyone else yeah. we can be the worst current, the stuff I say to myself in my head no horrible
2: unnecessary.
1: but you were like
2: I think being around you and someone in your life like calling you up because when I used to be like oh this is so naughty like oh no like, I wouldn't allow you to say that. I would just be like no like you, you cannot use that language and it's really just rewiring mm. those little things yeah. that end up then making your brain I mean, be at more ease when you're yeah. in situations like that and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's there's a really um beautiful foundation
1: that do a lot of work um with eating disorders, whether it be from one end of the spectrum to the other called the Butterfly Foundation. Yeah. And they are phenomenal at supporting people and finding crisis help and, and all of that kind of thing. And I, if anyone is struggling and feels like there's nobody in their world that they can reach out to, I mean, first and foremost, me.
2: <laughs> if anybody
1: ever needs anything, I'm like, I'm such a big yes person. And there's, I get people DM me all the time. And we just talk and I voice note them. And I'm like, hey, like, what's, where, what, mm. where's this coming from? You know, particularly people who are what's about to your have.
2: DMs be flooded after this. Well,
1: I welcome it. I'm about <laughs> to have more she surgery, so, so I'm yeah. laying down for four weeks. She's getting her tatas done. Getting the tatas done, getting more skin roof i am so excited (laughs) Um, for you. But the Butterfly Foundation do a beautiful job at Mm. just supporting people. So if if there is anybody listening that feels like Mm. they don't have that support network in their life, that, you know, there are people that can help them. And and if someone is considering weight loss surgery, just know that you are no less of a person because you need medical intervention to better your life. Mm. And if you decide that you're very happy at a size 26, 28, All power to you, babe. Yeah. Live your best goddamn life, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. Actually, like, just do the goddamn thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah amazing thank you so much for
0: sharing your story thank you
2: for having me. i want to sit here and like honestly we could keep talking for so long but we we will you know, we'll we do can, a part
1: two we can when my tatas are done when we can get you on zoom well <laughs> you're going to be in london i'm going to be soon in london don't so don't yeah, you worry I, she's
2: moving to london in on the end my of the year. way yeah i'm this is such an important conversation to have and i genuinely just my hopes for society moving forward is they get some support in schools yeah. from a young age to have someone that comes in once a week and goes we're going to talk about how much we love our bodies yeah. and how that we can you know learn about food and how to fuel ourselves positively and mind body that spirit on the head there, like
1: food is fuel mm. there's no bad or good fuel it's all fuel and mm. that's amazing and it makes our bodies do really really cool stuff like yeah. sitting here and recording a podcast
2: yeah and exactly. without going into
0: it, I think it's really important for parents to educate themselves on this. Yeah. Absolutely. The way they talk to their children or the so way they important. treat their child, if their child, <sighs> you know, starts to become overweight, I think, or underweight, I think it's really important. Or even
1: nothing to do with weight as well, sure If they've yeah. just got a negative relationship with food yeah. or, you know, you see your child maybe avoiding certain foods, be like, why is that the case? Do you just not like it? Or, mm. you know, is there more to do with that? And that's why I really love the Butterfly Foundation because they do a lot of work with parents as well. So yeah. if yeah. there's any parents... Parents listening that want to educate themselves mm-hmm. more on how can I raise my son or my daughter yeah. to just have a bit more education. The Butterfly mm. Foundation truly, I'm like spokeswoman for Amazing. them. They're, yeah. they're, they are brilliant at just those little educational resources yeah. that that will help
2: people. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank well, thank you, you so much. I thought you made me bloody cry on my mind. I know we both had a little
1: tear. You had a little teary moment. I, I, like, oh. I feel like this is pro- this is probably this was needed though. Like I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, you guys, I don't, I said, to, I've said to both of you at separate times, but you guys don't realize the impact that you make on particularly young women. And, they're gonna fucking well. Know, know. <laughs> no. You both, you both are so fierce and steadfast in the messages that you put out and people watch you and they love you. And for you guys to have started something in this podcast, in your um, Instagram, in your Facebook group, you know, in everything that you do to impact people i think is so incredible and so to have someone on like me that i've obviously gone through a journey and then you have other people coming on here like i hope you guys i've said to both of you and i'll say it again i'll say it again my only goal is for you guys to see yourself how i see you one day mm. because we we need a bit more of that in the world a bit more of you two in the world a yeah. more of and Sir.
0: A more of and a little bit of A little bit Always of Lee's.
2: Always
0: Lee. Lee, and Stitch. <laughs> Cardi are never
1: getting the joke. She's like,
2: shut up. I'm just always here like it's, it's Leelu and Sue. It's Leela and Sue.
1: Stop.
2: We love Stop. you so much. Seriously. We love you. Me? Me? Yeah, we, we, me we and Eilish. Fat Eilish. We love you too. We love you. And I'm I proud of you both. always. Yeah, and As I wipe my fucking tears off my face right now. But seriously, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and being thank so vulnerable. And being such a support in our lives. And the best fucking Here's to London, baby. Friend. Here's to London. Here, here, And where can
1: our beautiful listeners find you? Well, I'm on Insta, yeah. as we all are. And um, what's your tag? Oh, at I'll Eilish Sylvester. Um, and TikTok. Do, yeah, definitely TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. I do a lot more um, of the talk stories. Of the and stories. Um, I am having surgery tomorrow, so by the time this comes out, I will have had surgery and I'll have logged oh kind of. I know. Let's not talk about it. Panic. Um, I'll have vlogged a lot more of like my recovery and stuff like that. So I think that'll be really cool for people to jump on and see just the impact of plastic surgery after weight loss. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Instagram, as I said, DMs always open because I think if we all listened a little bit more, the world would be a lot more of an easier place. So if anyone needs a chat, always here. I love a good talk. You guys know that. Give me a voice note. Yeah. (laughs) a voice note oh. truly <laughs> the three minute voice note last night <laughs> I said at walking home I was
0: sipping on my tea listening to your voice note <laughs> love oh, it well All thank right. you so much thank we'll wrap you. it up here and we'll see you guys next week bye bye bye